roll the intro. Hello, hello, and welcome to <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Frustration makes a mess of things. So let's return the favor and make a mess of frustration for once. Apparently, frustration is something practically everyone can agree on and, and also be in conflict with at the same time. Think about it this way. If you asked a crowd of a thousand people if they knew what frustration meant, then an overwhelmingly vast majority would indicate they knew what frustration meant. However, if you sat with all those people one at a time, interviewing them, and had them tell you just what it was, just what frustration was, it's a different story. A comical one, speaking from experience. Some people would give you a dictionary definition. Some people would give you a situation. Maybe their spouse screwing with the thermostat or something or other. Some people would say, I don't know, you just know it. Some people would use the word frustrated in their description of what frustration is. It's something frustrating. Although Forrest Gump is famously known for saying stupid is as stupid does, if Forrest was part of the crowd and one of the subsequent interviewees, he'd probably tell you similarly that frustration is as frustration does. Oh, vitamin action. Interesting, right? Frustration means different things to different people. This means that people give meaning to frustration. More on this later, and will be a recurring theme through this text. Apparently, frustration is an observation, an inference, and a judgment. She's in a state of frustration. I think she's frustrated. She is frustrating. Apparently, it's something you can see. It's something you can guess. It's something you can conclude and so on. If frustration as a word that is, it, frustration as a word that is, reports empirical observations, facts, if you'd like. And it also conveys emotion? Is frustration a feeling? Do people feel frustrated? A noun? A big or small frustration? A verb? She frustrates the other team? An adjective, he looks frustrated today. An adverb, yikes, this is frustratingly slow. An interjection, Arrgh! Other questions to ask. Is frustration a cause? She binged because she was frustrated. Is frustration an effect? She is frustrated because she binged. Is frustration a character trait? Wow, he's frustrating. Is frustration an action? I'm gonna frustrate the heck out of them, watch this. Is it an identity? Can you be a frustrate or? Is, frustra is frustration an event, a thought, an appraisal of value, a character attribute, a feeling, an action, a result, an outcome, a stimulus, a response? Granted, some of these are different ways to say similar things and also saying different things in similar ways. Hmm. And that is it. 
You might think that frustrations are particularly difficult events that mark an epoch of your life, of lives, okay? And for the most part, that is true. People's personal lives are rife with medical diagnoses, missing the final shot that would have won the game, messy divorces, death of a loved one, redeployment into the workforce, as Leila Hormozy would say, fired or laid off, having been targeted by the violent acts of another person, all considered frustrating events, probably. Okay. Some people seem to take these events in stride, moving on with their lives, and other people take these events particularly hard, sometimes having felt so crippled by the frustration, their lives will stagnate, regress, or even end. That is the power of frustration. So what the hell is going on? As the chapter title hints, frustration is a noise people make with their faces. Frustration is a face noise. This noise, however, is a special face noise. It combines the various clicks and clacks and spittles and gurgles the human face is capable of making, combining them into a discrete sound bite humans call a word. A word is a representation of something else, which may in itself be a word, which is a representation, and so on, and so on. This bizarre behavior of giving life to that which is dead, or the literal fabrication of value from nothing and then bestowing that value on something inert, is what an anthropologist might call symbolism. In this abstraction process, humans will take one thing and by way of their face noise magic, turn it into another thing. Or even take a face noise, a word, and have it mean in their head whatever that thing is they are describing. Is it a cup? No. Cup is a face noise that represents the physical object. This is one of the key factors to managing and maintaining frustration. At the risk of spoiling the ending, things in practically all cases are what you make of them to mean. And humans are capable of making one thing mean almost anything else, even if the connection requires fabrication to the extent of equating face noises to physical objects, which is absurd. Literally equating. But here's the kicker, which, by the way, is language implying an action, which is implying physical force behind the language about to be used. So anyway, here's the kicker. Words, mouth noises representing other things, are different from the things they represent. And during times of proverbial stress, that level of abstraction goes out the window. The word equals the thing. But words and things are different. Are words and things the same? I guess that might depend on how stressed a person is at the time, how frustrated they are, okay? They are different. They are different beyond comparison. Think about the cup question. Is it a cup? No, cup is a mouth noise representing the physical object. Therefore, it is the power of symbolism, a sort of magic that people can take a word, have it represent a thing, and then give it equal or even greater value than the weight of the thing itself. Indeed, a shiny rock on a person's head might put them in a position of immense relative power over other people that have but only the hair on their heads. A crown, as it were. Sun-kissed skin once symbolized a poor working class, while pale, fair skin symbolized a richer, more sophisticated way of living. 
That is until electricity and phones and computers, etc. came along and then the pale, basement-dwelling skin type become an indicator of a jailed in and depressed desk jockey with only the fluorescent bulbs to give them company. In which case, the sun-kissed skin became to mean something else, indicating a richer, more sophisticated way of living by positioning themselves outside at the beach or resort, representing their supposed life of leisure. There is, in this sense, two worlds. A world full of animalistic mouth noises, and a world full of observable physical phenomena. Symbolism, particularly symbolism via language, is what humans use to bridge that gap. Can you see how frustration can be better or worse or eliminated with carefully symbolizing by way of mouth noises with the observable world? How what you think about something is a determining factor in just what it means to you or anyone else. Wait, wait, wait a second though, think? Think, isn't this about language, words, mouth noises? Well, it just so happens humans exact meaning from their symbols by virtue of using more symbols. Put another way, humans, generally speaking, report what they see and come to conclusions about what they report with the same set of symbols. Put another way, humans think by talking to themselves. The same mouth noises that are coming out are the same mouth noises happening in. In so many words, frustration can and is what you, the symbolizing human with your magic mouth noises at all, makes of it. You add that meaning, and you add meaning to that meaning, and so on. Let us revisit the experiment earlier. Every person at some point deals with frustrating experiences. Practically everybody agrees. The conflict is in the determination, the meaning of said frustration. Is it frustrating at all? If so, how much? Really? You think that's frustrating? I did that last week with no problems. Why are you so frustrated? Are you kidding? That's amazing. I could never deal with that. It frustrates the heck out of me. <laughs> so why, if you ask a thousand people what frustration is, you might get 1,000 different answers. That is because they all symbolize the mouth noise frustration differently. As such, a thousand people could experience an otherwise frustrating stimulus, say, running five miles, and you'd get somewhat of a Gaussian distribution of a response to that stimulus, which also means you'd get a variety of outcomes. Some people would think it's the end of the world. Some people would welcome the challenge. Some people would wonder why you're wasting their time with such trivialities as five miles. See how powerful this is? It seems like it all happens on accident, and in many cases it does. But you, with the power of your face noises, can and do assign different meanings and varying levels of meaning to the stimuli in your life, particularly the frustrating stimuli. And you can do that on purpose. Step zero is over. Practically everyone agrees frustration exists and that it's frustrating. This is about as helpful as the fourth page of Google. Uh, to that end, the very first step, building your frustration tolerance and even curing yourself of the dreaded, I can't stand it-itis, is getting on the same page about just what the heck frustration is beyond just a face noise. Once there's a mutual understanding of frustration, it gives us a chance to work collaboratively to resolve it in a rational and constructive manner. In the first part of this book, you're learning about where frustration comes from, your role in that frustration, if any, and how to go about resolving that frustration rationally and constructively. 
What is the alternative? To act impulsively, increasing your chances of acting destructively. To think impulsively, increasing your chances of acting and thinking destructively and impulsively, etc., etc., <laughs> giving you a whole other set of frustrations to deal with. And when this happens, you get frustrated about your frustration. You shoot yourself in the foot by taking a practical problem, like getting criticized by your boss and upgrading it into an emotional disturbance. Where this job is horrible, it's a disaster. My boss is a real a-hole and I can't stand it. That's all she wrote today. Thank you so much for learning. Stay rational. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out! <laughs>